Welcome to Building an Effective Marriage Team Program with your hosts, Dr. Ralph Goffrey Jr. and Pastor Lenore Goffrey. This is a show that helps to equip kingdom marriages to be strong and successful. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's discussions. Hello, and thank you for listening to Building an Effective Marriage Team radio program hosted by Dr. Ralph Godfrey Jr. and First Lady Lenora Godfrey. Hello. Hello. I am your facilitator, Oris Ridley, and we want to welcome you all to the show today. So today we have some guests in our studio, and we have Pastor Keith and Aline Russell. Say hello to the our listeners, guys. Hello, Hello. everyone. (laughs) Pastor Ralph, you want to talk about them? Do you have anything to say, real quick? Real quick. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to introduce who they are to the to our audience. Uh, Pastor, this is Pastor Keith and Pastor Beanie, who uh, actually are pastors out at our. our second location at, for New Life Temple Church, uh, which is located in um, one zero nine nine eight Pippin Road. Pippin Road. What's that area? Northwest. Mount Northeast. Northeast. Is that Mount Healthy or Northeast? Mount, 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 Mount Healthy area near Mount Healthy area on the backside or the northeast near the northeast uh, section of town. Yes. Uh, but uh, two great people that uh, we just admire, and, and we're glad to to uh, have them to be a part of our show today. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited. (laughs) (laughs) They have an awesome ministry out in Mount Healthy. Actually, our other church, uh, sister church, is called New Life Temple West. Yes. So we're just glad they're with us today. And we're just going to talk to them a little bit about their ministry and We've been talking about team ministry, and so we just want to talk to them a little bit today about team ministry and how they work together and how it works for them and how it's been working for them. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, for us, this is our first time actually doing ministry together, so there was a process with that. Um, I think just naturally, um, when you think about ministry, you're thinking, okay, it's about me, 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 whatever, even though it's all about the kingdom. But now for me in this position, I have to sort of be in a position to support my wife as well um, without losing anything for me, but encouraging her to be the best she can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that one of the challenges we had was to grow um, because we process things totally differently. Um, One of the challenges I, um, and, and the process still making is if I am maybe not, um, per se satisfied with a service not to let it show on my face everybody can see um and again some things bother me a little more than it bothers my wife and so i have to trust her process and then we discuss it at home yes <laughs> team ministry okay. is fine right <laughs> so uh now prior to y'all becoming married can you tell the audience uh how were, did you uh see yourselves as a team or We'll say this. We knew you guys. The reason, one of the reasons we invited you on the show, because I knew both of you have been married prior to your marriage now. Yes, right. And so one of the things that always encouraged me or, or uh, I'll say intrigued me about you, too, was because maybe because I knew you both before, you know, and so I knew your situations uh, that were very strenuous that kind of drove you to those different divorces. But could you explain to our audience, because one of the things we're, 
about the healing process that you had to go through. We'll start with uh, Pastor. We'll start with Pastor Beanie, Elaine, only because, um, and then we'll work our way to, to Pastor Keith because I think our audience really needs to hear that many times that really there's life after divorce. Yes. First, there's life after divorce. Second, uh, there is a healing process that's needed, and I think thirdly, that. Many times in, in, in our perspective, marriages, uh, especially those first ones, if we don't really understand the team concept, then many times we do find ourselves uh, divorcing, right. not even if it's not on our part or for other reasons, whatever the reasons may be, because I think each reason uh, has a, a, var- of, 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 a variance that, that strikes. But uh, in your particular cases, could you explain again first of all just again with you pastor elaine just where the hurt maybe was and but what did it take for you to heal well i think a lot of times we as women we process totally different than men we as women we take it on ourselves that oh it was something wrong with me what did i do what didn't i do what could i have done better so for me, it was the healing process was more of a, I had to look at, I had to examine me. Like the scripture says, let a man examine himself. It didn't tell me to examine my ex-husband, what he did, what he did wrong, what he didn't do. He should have did this better. I had to examine me and find out what I did, what I didn't do. And I took responsibility for my part in it. It takes two. It doesn't, you know, one person might have did something more than the other, yeah. but it takes two. It takes two to make a marriage and it takes two to break a marriage. For me, when I started examining myself, I, you know, we as women, like I said, we look at things totally different. For me, I had to look at, okay, what didn't I do? What could I have done better? What should I have done? And yeah, it was some things that I probably did drop the ball on, but in the total end of it, I, was, I, had, to re- I had to recognize who I was. And I was like, okay, you know what? I made some mistakes and own up to it and move on. Okay, you know what? It didn't work out. Move on. Yeah. Um, I didn't let it. And then I start, like I said, I started internalizing, like, okay, you know, because sometimes we as when we like, okay, am I too big? Was I too little? Why, you know, we start looking at all of stuff, enough? especially when it's infidelity in a marriage. When it's infidelity in a marriage, we also, as women, start looking at, okay, was I not pleasing to him? What didn't I do? You know, stuff like that. But then I start thinking, like, no, it wasn't me. It was him. It was his issues. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was, that had to help me heal mentally because I know, like I said, as women, we look at things like that. We look at things physical. Like, was I not appealing to him? Why did he, you know, go out and had to find someone else to fulfill certain parts? So it was like, okay. And then, so when when I finally was able to recognize that, no, it wasn't me. It was his issues. He had some serious issues. So it was like, okay, so it's not me. So then you do start moving to the healing process of, okay, Lord, so now that that part of my life is closed, that chapter in my life is closed, where do I go from here? How do I move on? Yeah. How do I... How do I accept the fact that now I'm in my 40s, raising two children? I'm probably never, you know, in your mind you think like, okay, men, there are men out there, but most of them are going for somebody younger, somebody prettier, some all the stuff. You're looking at all the stuff, so you're thinking like, oh, I'm probably never going to get married. So you learn to be content, and that's what the scriptures say. You have to learn to be content wherever state you're in, and I think that's where I started finding my healing at because I learned to be content with who I was. And what I had to offer. Mm. And I didn't look for somebody else to fulfill something in me. I had to find the fulfillment with God and him alone. 
And when I started realizing who I was in Christ and that I could be content without having a partner, without having companionship, without just, you know, just being alone, I was okay with it. And I think yeah. that's when God started bringing somebody into your life because he's like, okay, she's healing. She's okay with, he said, let me be content in the state that I'm in and that state of singlehood, motherhood that I was yeah. in, I was okay. Yeah. If anything, I was probably <clears throat> too much okay. <laughs> I was too much okay. And guys said, oh, let me bring her somebody quick because she's going to be out there just living it up. Just going wild. So he knows his children. Yeah. <laughs> so he knew what he had to do with me. But first he had to heal me from the inside out. Wow. And I had to learn to be content where I was at. So do you think the healing then uh, allowed that door to be to open to meet someone else? I think it did because I think sometimes if you don't heal that way, if you don't heal like within first, you you become resentful and you become bitter or angry. And like I said, I wasn't angry at my ex-husband. I realized it was some issues that he had to deal with and yeah. they had nothing to do with me. So I had to realize for me personally, I had to just, like I said, own up to my responsibility and the failure of the marriage. And once I did that, and like I said, I wasn't casting blame on him. I took, I took part of, I took responsibility for my part. Okay. And that way, that was able to free me up from that, from resentment. Because it's like, you know what, things happen. Life happens. You know, so I didn't, I wasn't bitter or resentful. Like, oh, why did this happen to me? Oh, my God, I can't believe this happened to me. Why shouldn't it happen to us? Right. You know, it's like, I think sometimes we as Christians, we think that we're exempt from things, bad things happening to us. But they happen all the time. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or non-Christian, believer, non-believer, Life happens. It's just how you deal with it. Do you have any recommendations for women who attempt to marry before healing? Because sometimes I find women uh, will still kind of uh, remarry or get back in a relationship. Even women or guys, and I'll probably ask the same question to Pastor Keith, but they'll get back into a relationship prior to really healing. And then that marriage becomes right. toxic. Uh, yeah, because... Uh, you're taking now those issues out on that husband right. or you're you're remembering what the other husband exactly. or spouse did, bringing it in to hold that other person hostage right. to their past uh, transgression. So exactly. do you recommend what do you recommend? I recommend the that they talk. They like you said, examine themselves, examine your motives, examine why you want to get back into another relationship before you heal from the past one. Okay. Because awesome. a lot of times, like you said, if you're not content with yourself being alone, bringing somebody else in is not going to make you whole again. There you go. It's not going to make you fulfilled. It's not going to make you content. Now all you're doing is bring somebody else in with your misery. And right. then he's going to suffer because you're not healed. Yeah. You're not whole. So you're just still, you're still not dealing with you. God tells us, to, like I said, let a man examine himself. Yeah. Because if you don't examine yourself and you don't examine your motives, your intent, your purpose, why are you getting back into another relationship? Okay. Because yeah. you're not ready. But so many times we think we're ready because we're tired of being alone. Mm -hmm. But okay. then if you don't even like yourself, why should somebody else like you? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I switched the question to you, Pastor Keith. Yes, sir. <laughs> in in your what? Where was your hurts at? And then also, what did you find? Uh, how did you heal from that before you you got back into your relationship? Yeah, I think um, like Pastor Benny was saying, I think it's just taking ownership of of some of the issues. Um, I think a, a big thing also is to able be able to forgive the other person. I think one of the challenges is to be able to forgive um, because this whole thing about not forgiving is like a blessing blocker. I don't know if you can heal completely um, 
and be able to give fully your heart to someone else if you haven't forgiven someone who actually hurt you. Yeah. Now, granted, he, he, you know, we have wisdom and you know, we're not foolish, whatever, but I think in me and Benny's both cases, one of the things that was neat or common between us was we both understood the power of forgiveness. I truly believe once you forgive, you can love freely. Because you know, when you're out there again, and you're thinking, okay, I, I don't want to get hurt again. And I know sometimes society says that men don't hurt, but we hurt as well. Um, I know for me, some of the things is, okay, I'm in my 40s as well. Is someone going to find me attractive again? <laughs> and so it's like, okay, so then I start thinking about physically, you know, like the lack of six pack that I didn't have. I really don't have it now. <laughs> um, a lot of stuff there is like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so all those things play with you, right? Um, but, you know, but the whole thing of being able to forgive allows you to heal. Um, and then it, 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 I think it allows you to leave that baggage at the door because it's not fair to bring baggage on someone who was not related to your previous relationships. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah. Because that's not fair to them. And then saying that also, there has to be um, a, a, a mutual respect for your partner because we process differently. And so if I say I love her, that means I have to trust her. And I have to trust how God made her to be the best she can be. So then, so for me, I get blessed because she's not who I want her to be, she's who God created her to be. Okay. And so understanding that um, is a process. Um, I think also the thing about um, forgiveness and getting past hurts is time. Sometimes we have this timetable that we set for ourselves. And the only person knows that you're truly ready to move on is you and God, right? So sometimes we get input from other people and they may have the best intentions, but they don't know how deep the hurt was. <laughs> and so to, once, you, once you're honest with yourself, again, through self, through, through self-inspection, okay, now I'm ready to move on. If you're not ready, you can't let other people force that on you because it's almost like a recipe for failure for the next relationship. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, I, again, me knowing both of you guys' stories, and, and I think that's the interesting part is because neither me knowing both of you guys, neither one of you really did anything in your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was your spouses that, that kind of... Uh, kind of set the tone for you too but how did you when did you know that God put you back whole enough to come back together so in other words when y'all started to really engage with each other how did that come about because um, I know I know Sister Beanie at, at you know they were members at, at my church and so I used to see her kind of smile at Brother Keith a lot <laughs> and I mean a whole lot yes yes <laughs> And so in those smiles, you know, I kept watching I like something is friendly. weird going on between. I was just being very friendly. Was that what? Yes. You seem like you were extra friendly <laughs> yes, at that. I was. Yeah, yeah. I'm a friendly person. What can I say? Okay. Well, all I know is you was on the praise and worship team and you got a little more worship in you once you seen Brother Keith. A little more praise. <laughs> I cannot help how I noticed he didn't right. get out that door over there either when he was usher. No, I'm standing here today. Yeah, yeah, you got to guard yeah, that Yeah, yeah, he guarded of. that door. <laughs> well, you know, I think what's so interesting about me and Beanie is we both enjoyed laughter. Yeah. You know, listen, life is stressful and it can be cuckoo at times, but if you can have a good time, have a good time. And then, like, one of the things I, I told Beanie that I like about her is how she presents herself. Yeah. Um, I like the woman, how, how, how she carries herself. Um, now, let me throw a little caveat. I don't know if she had like three closets full of clothes. 
but the tax still on the So that's anyway, really care. It helps me to carry yeah. myself. It helps me to present well. It, it does. But um, again, I just thought she was very funny, um, um, just very lighthearted, but very enjoyable. And so um, I think whenever we both realized there was something there that we pursued it, but it was more like a friendship at first. And then, you know, there was some attraction there. Um, and then a common ground we both have is we both enjoy serving. And sometimes if you have a partner who doesn't understand your gift or your calling, um, that can create tension right. between the other ones. And so I think we were both comfortable being behind the scenes and serving and not wanting any kind of attention. Um, and so I think it just allowed us just to enjoy each other's company, to serve each other, serve in the kingdom, um, and just take it from there. So tell, tell us a little bit about how you all operate as a team in, in ministry. So um, normally I, I guess I'm like the primary one who ministers. Yes. Um, <laughs> but even with that, I had to learn to trust some of the things that she saw. Um, but also get ask her for her opinion of how she thought how she thought thought things were going, um, but it, it puts you in a state state of being vulnerable because now I'm in a situation where I'm exposing myself and asking her to tell me some things that maybe I don't do well. Now, if the goal is to be the best for the kingdom, right? That means we have to allow other people to speak into wow. us so we yeah. can be the best for God. Yeah. That means I got to check the ego. You can't at take the it door. personal. Exactly, yeah. I can't. Yeah. It's like okay, Not Lord, now. The reality is, you know, it's interesting because she can say things to me and that I will actually receive or think about, you know, that maybe other people can't or, yeah, they would say I would go, you know, whatever. But I know when she says it, it's coming from a place of love and mm -hmm. it's almost like, you know, we understand that we're in this wonderful position to pour out and influence right. others. And so we're, we're there to encourage each other, to build up each other so we can build up the kingdom um, as our as their shepherds over the over the flock whatever and so but but with that comes some maturity because again because you're vulnerable and no one really wants to have their feelings hurt or to, or, 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 or to be told you know what I didn't do that right and so it's um, um it's a whole trust factor yeah. and so I have to trust her or even ask her hey babe what do you think and then be open and willing yes. to receive her feedback. Right. Okay. Right. 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 Think, you know, oh, oh no, I was just going to say, I think sometimes we as women being in ministry with our husbands, with our spouses, we got to take the criticism, constructive criticism also as, okay, maybe I didn't say that right. Because <laughs> I have a habit of just speaking first and then thinking, <laughs> like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. No, really? <laughs> or I probably shouldn't have said it the way it came out. The way it came out was not the way I intended to come and keep like, yeah, because you're kind of harsh. <laughs> and I'm like, really? I thought I was like, really? Like, <laughs> Our family is very sarcastic. <laughs> I was really? going to say it's we hereditary. Have a, we have a sarcastic sense of humor, and a lot of people can't take it. <laughs> and so when we first got married, one of the things he used to always say was like, Dad, that was kind of harsh. And I'm like, oh, really? I thought that was being nice. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so you have to, I think sometimes being in ministry, you have to, like you said, be willing to be open to your partner's constructive criticism, knowing where it's coming from, knowing that it's not meant to hurt you, but to help build you into a better person, to help build your character, to become the best that you can be. So I have to learn when he says stuff to me, be like, uh, okay. And one thing I think we both had to learn was leave it at home. <laughs> yeah. You know, when when we walk out that door, we're no longer Keith and Beanie, we're Pastor <laughs> Keith and Pastor Lincoln. 
sometimes when you get to service, your face be like, oh, we just had the worst argument in the car on the way home. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, one of the funny things, our first fights, one of our first fights is on our way to church. And we had to teach on bl- blended families. <laughs> and it was like, really? <laughs> so we both mad. We're on our way to service. And this was our first like thing together that we did together as a couple. And it was on blended families. And Keith was like, oh, my God. Like, really? We got to go to church and minister now. And we're mad at each other. So we're riding along in the car, and I'm like, I'm going to be the bigger person, and I'm going to apologize. He was like, oh, it's your fault. <laughs> yes. I don't understand why you're, you're going to be the bigger person. Just about you being the bigger person. Right. I was like, excuse you? Somebody got to step up. <laughs> I'm being the bigger person and admitting my part in it. <laughs> Maybe I did something to upset you. <laughs> but I'm going to admit my part, but the least you can do is say, babe, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry too, but no. He just looked at me like I had grown four heads. <laughs> Listen, let me interject real quick. <laughs> it was about because we were gone, and then you know she was a little late. I said the blessing we have, we have two vehicles. She said, no, you know we're gonna ride together. I was like, I just so I'm sitting in the living Sunday. room patiently, <laughs> but it's getting late. And normally when I minister, like I, I like getting there early <laughs> so I can prepare. Yeah. But, you know, Pastor Benny is like a little bit just go. So we get like to Ronald Reagan. She says that. And after I said my part, so from Ronald Reagan all the way down to Madisonville, it's quiet. <laughs> so we sat in the car. I'm thinking, okay, how are we, we going to do this on family whatever? And so we got into the sanctuary or into the bank center. And um, there was an issue with the microphones. And that was like a three-minute break. It was so fantastic because God was like, okay, now you guys work it out because now you have to come together. And it's interesting because after we ministered and we talked to dad and dad said, that's ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous words. And, and it's what beautiful always say. because that's, that's the transparency. And mm-hmm. people saw that in you too as a couple. And it really ministers to people because mm-hmm. you're real. Yeah. Right. That's real life. Yeah. Right. Regardless of what position we are in, Correct. we deal with real life. Right. Yes. So always. that's the beauty of it. Yes. It's good stuff. So awesome. we don't have a lot of time left. Okay. But a, a Prior shows, we've uh, I asked Pastor Lenore and Pastor Ralph. Well, I asked Pastor Lenore, um, did she know that Pastor Ralph was going to be in ministry when they got together, and how uh, was she able to make that transition to being first lady? And so, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. When you guys first got married, no. did you know that Pastor Keith was going to be Pastor no. Keith? No, I'm laughing because you look at my face because you see my face like, no, I did not. It was so funny because when we first got married, Keith was a deacon at Maine. And I was, um, we had to come down for prayer for the prayer line. And Sister Chris was looking at me because I'm, I'm on the praise and worship team. So I'm sitting up there on the praise and worship team still singing and stuff. And she's looking at me like... You're supposed to come down here on the prayer line with your husband. And I'm like, oh, wow, didn't realize that. (laughs) So that was my first introduction to the ministry as the deacon, as a deaconess. And I was like, did not expect that. Okay, so that was the introduction. And then when Pastor Ralph and Pastor Pastor Godfrey Sr. came to Keith and I about becoming pastors, my first was like, no. I didn't even get it. I was like, no, we're not. We're not doing that. That's why we talked to kids. That's why Pastor Ralph, <laughs> Pastor Ralph was like, we're going to the man. We're not listening to you. Pastor Keith. 
So I was just like, you don't, and my husband, being the great man he is, he was like, this is a privilege and an honor. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? This is not an honor. This is not a privilege. Do you realize the right. hell we're about to go through? <laughs> and I'm like, something's wrong with him, God. I, I should have recognized that. I didn't see that in the beginning. I see it now. Can I get out? <laughs> he said no. So, no, I did not realize he was going to be a pastor. And like I tell them all the time, I, I had spent two years in Nineveh. <laughs> when I was in a rebellious state. It was a very dry place. Don't ever go there to visit. <laughs> so let God deal with you where you are. Instead of being driven to Nineveh to have to sit in the hot desert sun to deal with, you know, let God deal with your heart. Just do what God is telling you to do, regardless of what, whatever it is. You know, because when you're resistant to what he's trying to do in your life, you block, like he was saying, you block your blessings. Mm -hmm. Because it was the best move that God could have ever put us through. But yeah. it took us having to go through it to get to, to see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. So do you awesome. recognize then the, the vision for, I guess, your your marriage now with with Now, yeah. yes. You know, because one thing I always say is that God has a ram in the bush. If the people that you're married to at the time don't want to do what God is telling you all to do, or if they if they don't see themselves in a the vision, or for whatever reason you guys get divorced or whatever, God has someone else. His plan is going to be fulfilled. He has a plan and a purpose for everyone's life. But you also have a will. I mean, you have a choice in it. And so if you choose not to follow God's plan, okay. But he has a ram in the bush because he's going to get his purpose fulfilled. There you go. He's yeah. going to get his plan carried out. So... Pastor Keith and I, when God, when we came together, God had a plan, not just for us, our marriage, but he had a plan for his kingdom mm -hmm. to be advanced. Mm -hmm. And because our, I'm not going to say our two spouses weren't on board with it, <laughs> but God had us come together for that purpose and that plan to, to carry out the kingdom of God out there in the Northwest. <laughs> you know, I think just, just let me ask something real quick. I think one of the great things is we're growing together. Yeah. It's neat. It's exciting. It's new. It's challenging. But man... Isn't it nice to have a spouse with you in your corner right. so right. you can go through it together? Yeah. Ups and downs. You know, I told people at, at West, I said, you know, one of the things that, that me and Pastor Benny do, when, once we leave church, church is a part of us. And I tell them, I didn't realize that I had the heart or that I, I didn't have the capacity in my heart to love people as much. Right. Um, and so we're doing this thing together. And it's exciting as we figure out how to lead, but, you know, but, but also for our relationship. And so it's just neat whenever... I think you get comfortable in your calling and who you are right. to be transparent and, you know, and and not come across as being perfect, but just being real. I think it allows for a connection with the other people to say, wow, these cats are for real. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's what's good stuff there. Right. And so yeah, we enjoy it. Now, real quick, we, we shared with the audience that we had a vision statement. Do you all do, did you do a vision board as a couple? We did, but I don't know where that vision. <laughs> no, 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 and that's all. That's all right. Yeah. So I work on it. Too. Our yeah. vision for our church, I think, kind of plays in with our vision for us. It's just that we are showing the love of God through our actions awesome. because we love each other so much and we do for each other so much. Y'all said at the so same time. That was so cute. <laughs> so we actions. show the love of God through our actions, and that's how we tell our people out there at West is that we show the love of God through our actions, through the way we treat people, how we treat everybody like family, and we. So we show it through actions. So. Awesome. And that, yeah, that's perfect. 
So we just want to thank our listeners for tuning in, and we want to thank Pastor Keith and and First Lady uh, Eileen, uh, quote-unquote, Beanie, mm-hmm. uh, in case y'all didn't hear that. We want to <laughs> thank you guys for being with us today, and I'm sure we'll have you all back. Um, would you come back if we sure. would have you back? Yes, yes, because <laughs> you have so much to share, and we really do appreciate that about you guys. Do you have anything that you um, wrapping up want to say, Pastor? Well, yes. Well, I said you got one minute. No, no, no. I just thank you guys for coming and, yeah, and hanging out with you. us uh, again, just sharing the story, because, again, um, I think it is important that people n- understand that, again, after divorce, after bro- broken relationships, there's life and, and that there's still purpose that God has for you. And you just have to f- understand how to heal from that right. and to come back so that, again, we can be restored to continue going in the vein that uh, uh, fulfilling kingdom right. destiny and purpose. So, exactly. again, thank you for sharing your, your, your story thank with you. us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, just, just know that we love you guys so much, um, and we think you guys are fantastic. Um, Pastor, I tell all the time, you're driving a bus. I'm a passenger on the bus, so whatever you need, I will follow, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you guys are great. Awesome. Thank we love you. you guys, too. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So if you want more information about building an effective marriage team, you can uh, visit our website at www.buildinganeffectivemarriageteam.com. And on there, we would like to hear from you. There's a spot where it says contact us, and we want to hear your uh your ideas, your opinions, and also we are on Spotify. We have podcasts on Spotify under BEMT or Building an Effective Marriage Team. So check us out on, on our podcast and we just thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Building an Effective Marriage Team program. If you are interested in attending our Sunday morning worship service, our location is 4836 Ward Street. Cincinnati, Ohio, 45227. Again, that's 4836 Ward Street, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45227. Our Sunday morning services are held at 10 o'clock a.m. Thank you again for listening to Building an Effective Marriage Team Program.